Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by special guest, Mike Montague. Mike is a public speaker, a podcast host, game show host, and a writer. Mike also does the How to Succeed podcast. He does Sandler Summit, other educational webinars for Sandler, and virtual events. Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, great to be here, Curtis. I got to say, you got some sultry tones there, my friend. Uh, well, I like the voice. I, oh, I appreciate it. And, and you definitely got a great voice, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm more the radio DJ, but you got the uh, the smooth jams going on there. Well, I'm a radio DJ as well on Internet radio. Awesome. Yeah, I did that myself. I had an internet radio station I started in like 2003 called Party KC, and I got it up to 30,000 listeners a month and then uh, sold it off so I didn't have to sell the advertising. Well, we're, we're going to talk all about that. But first, why don't we start off by you giving the listeners a little bit of background about yourself? Sure. Uh, I mean, my story is uh, sort of interesting and winding, but if you follow the threads, they all tie together. I uh, started designing websites in high school and uh, was very talented uh, with internet marketing and stuff, but I didn't want to be a nerd and sit behind a computer all day. So I wanted to be cool and be on the radio. And uh, in my 20s, I did that. I was a DJ uh, for weddings and bars and stuff, but also on the top 40 station here in Kansas City. And I had my own show and uh, had a great time doing it. But I realized that radio is not what I thought it was. Uh, you know, you think of the funniest joke you, you've ever told, and then you don't get to hear anybody laugh. Uh, and I wasn't getting the live feedback and stuff that I enjoyed so much from uh, live DJing and, and performances there. And so I, I kind of shifted back to the internet, doing my own thing, starting a podcast, but also I moved into sales training. That's what my father did and uh, found that public speaking was a lot more fun, that it was immediate feedback. I could help. I could, uh, you know, teach people and solve problems and also important, get paid about 10 times as much as radio DJs make. Uh, so I had a whole lot of fun doing that. And then the last couple of years, I pivoted again to go back towards the fun side a little bit. And now I do fun play shops and, host game shows for companies and corporate uh, events or private parties. And it's really been a lot of fun. I can mix in a little knowledge, but a whole lot of games and a whole lot of fun and human connection. Well, tell us about being a radio DJ, everything that you've done with that in Kansas city area. And you've opened for some big people as well too. So talk about that. Yeah, I have uh you know, two really good stories there. The the one that uh, I seem to tell the most is the Billy Idol experience. So when I was on the top 40 station, 
we had lots of different contests and unfortunately i was a dj in the 2000s when music was not the best so uh there was a lot of boy bands and, and things uh, that i was hosting but the retro concerts were the ones that i found most fun so i got to open for frankie valley in the four seasons that was probably the biggest live crowd i've ever done i think that was 10 or twelve thousand people and it was amazing super fun the the applause just kind of even like blew me back like you could feel the en energy just like push me back on the stage but then the billy idol experience his uh opening act canceled they had uh, they got sick for the kansas city tour date so they called the radio station to see if somebody could play retro music for an hour and uh, i was chosen because i was the live dj person and they said you know play a lot of retro music you know mostly rock because it's a rock show and don't play any billy idol songs that was the instructions i was given but i uh went out there played what i thought was retro music like uh jesse's girl or jenny eight six seven five three oh nine and it was all, all soccer moms in the audience so i they were loving it but billy idol was not so his manager came out and said hey it's a rock show play rock like the Rolling Stones, they were expecting me to play classic rock, not retro rock. But uh, this was before you could download songs and things. So I was stuck on stage with the CDs that I brought with me, uh, which included about two uh, Rolling Stone songs. And then there's, you know, like a handful of other rock songs you can actually dance to, like You Shook Me All Night Long or Pour Some Sugar On Me. So I played those and I was now about a uh, third of the way through my set <laughs> and I had to change it up. So I went with cool on the gang, Curtis. And I, I said, we're going to do a little dance, make a little love and get down tonight, but not necessarily in that order. You can, you can do a little dance and get down, but save the making love for the end of the night. And that's my, uh, my line. And just doosh, the lights came down, the sound came down. I look over and the manager's like, you're done. You're fired. Uh, and so I got fired live on stage in front of thousands of people and uh, just packed up my equipment, did not collect $200, did not <laughs> and just uh, and just sulked off. But all of my live shows, uh, I kind of remember the craziest moments the most. And, and I had a ton of fun along the way. But other than that, I just remember spending a lot of time listening to good tunes and, and partying with people. Tell us about your internet radio station that you started and tell us how you grew to 30,000 listeners. What kind of marketing and advertising? Because we're looking to grow our stations as internet radio DJs like that as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I do have some great advice there, which is I, um, you know, a little bit, I think was timing because it was still early in the 2000s before a lot of people had internet radio stations. But my key has always been strategic partners, finding people that have a bigger audience than you do. So it was growing, the show was doing nice, and I was promoting it in my live shows and when I was DJing and stuff and just kind of picking up listeners here and there and doing the social media thing, even though that was early at the time in the 2000s. So there was a nice wave of internet popularity going up, you know, high-speed internet and better smartphones and social media all coming together at the time. But the big deal was there's a NASCAR race here in Kansas City, and there were guys that had this national internet station called the Racing Boys, and they traveled around and did different uh, NASCAR racing events. And the one in Kansas City, when there wasn't stuff going on throughout the weekend, 
they wanted to play music over their station. So it wasn't just dead air. So they did a partnership with me where I provided the music and paid the royalties for the station. And it was basically just fill for whenever they weren't broadcasting live. And that jumped the listenership from like 10,000 to about 30,000 just that weekend. And then afterwards it stayed up there, but I continue to make partnerships like that with uh, MMA fighting and other places where they just needed, you know, clean royalty free music to fill time and, and dead air. So I don't know if that helps you at all, but I would think about, you know, who has a similar audience to yours or who needs extra uh, content for things that they're not great, whether that's like conferences and background music or locations are also big. So I had a few places that were uh, streaming directly into their, you know, retail establishment or restaurant and using it for background music. And that helped spread the word a lot too. Yeah, those are definitely some great ideas. You also are a game show host. So tell us about how you got into that and different kind of games that you host and who you host them for. Yeah. Well, I felt like being a club DJ had a shelf life. So I knew when I started, you know, in my twenties that I had never seen a cool 40 year old club DJ. Uh, so I knew there was like this shelf life. Uh, and also the, the hours, you know, late night working till one or three o'clock in the morning was not great once you get married and stuff. Uh, so I was looking for a pivot and, and first I did the sales training and it has been really great. I've done that for the last 12 years, gotten to work with some big companies like Uber and Thermo Fisher Scientific and, uh, a bunch of cool companies and that pays very well too, but, um, it's not as much fun. So I was looking for a new outlet and believe it or not in COVID, it came up where, a friend of mine shared on LinkedIn that they were needing a virtual game show host for their virtual parties last year while everybody was quarantined and whatnot. And I auditioned and I got the job. So I started working for a company out of California first and um, got to do huge events. So we did parties for Google and Facebook and the San Francisco 49ers and uh, Eli Lilly and a whole bunch of large California companies like Qualcomm. And then they opened a live location, a different company opened a game show battle rooms here in Kansas City where it's private parties. So it's sort of like the escape room model. And they needed game show hosts. So I auditioned there and also got the job. And for the last uh, two or three months, I've switched to doing it live. So we have private parties, corporate events, book the, the room space and, and me for an hour. And I put on a game show where we do, you know, uh, ask people to guess what the survey results were or to price items and tell us what the cost is or, um, you know, puzzles where you have to spin a big wheel and, and solve the puzzle. So uh, obviously we have to be careful with copyright, but I think you've seen all of those on television and it's been a ton of fun. I really love the live performances, especially after the last year and a half getting back in to doing stuff in person and because it's private events and stuff, we don't have to worry too much about our exposure there, which is very nice. You also do work for Sandler Summit. So tell us what that is and tell us what that's all about and everything that you do for them. Yeah, for Sandler, I am the director of community engagement. And so I know it sounds like I do a lot of things, but some of these were previous jobs. And, and so now most of my time 
I spend with Playful Humans and with uh, Sandler Training. So Sandler is an international sales training organization. We also do leadership and management skills. And they have over 200 locations in like 29 countries and 17 different languages. And I am sort of their brand ambassador. So I, I talk to uh, host the podcast for them. If since you're a podcast listener, it's the How to Succeed podcast. Uh, has over 2 million downloads. We've interviewed some great authors and athletes and all kinds of people with cool stories about how they succeeded in business and the skills you need to succeed as well and get to the top and stay there. That's what we say. And then I host other live events. So webinars or the Sandler Summit is a once a year client event that we put on, which last year had over 10,000 people streaming live for a full day of live sessions with different keynote speakers and stuff. And it's been a ton of fun, but I also get to work with our audience and do social media there and our strategic partners to kind of be the voice of, of Sandler's brand and, and share our message of sales training the right way and working uh, smart and not hard and not being pushy, overbearing salespeople, but actually, you know, train professionals and consultants, professional communicators who help people solve problems. And, and that's been a ton of fun too. In the year 2015, you were named as one of Kansas City's rising business star. Tell us how you got that award and tell us what that was like to receive that. Man, that was really cool. I got nominated by um, the Chamber of Commerce, I believe. I think it's to that one. No, it was the Kansas City Business Magazine. And um, they have open calls every year for you know top rising stars in business around the Kansas City area. And I was, you know, lucky to be nominated and I'm not exactly sure on how I won either, but I was invited to uh, the ceremony and um, it was really great to, to win that and be one of Kansas City's top rising stars in business. I had written a book on how to use LinkedIn for salespeople and it was picked up by LinkedIn themselves. So it was published by Sandler Training and, and LinkedIn and it got over 80,000 downloads that year. So really, I think it was mostly tied to the book and my social media influencing stuff for, for social selling and, and social media marketing at that time. Tell us about any upcoming projects or anything that you might be working on that people need to know about. Well, thank you for asking. That's what I'm most excited about right now. I, uh, I had a COVID baby called Playful Humans. Uh, I actually started the company uh, a few years before that. It's been about three or four years now. But I rebranded last year and I started a new podcast called Playful Humans. And this is an online community helping adults rediscover the power of play. So everybody knows how to play. When you are a... Uh, a child uh, under the 13 years of age, you have genius levels of creativity. You know how to play. You're not uh, muting yourself. You can express yourself. You're having fun. You know what you like, you know what you don't like. But once we start trying to impress other people, we start trying to get jobs and good grades and things. A lot of that has a tendency to fall away. So especially during COVID and after quarantine, I found a lot of people, including myself, were getting burnout or bored or uh, just feeling, you know, lethargic and not engaging with their life and having fun and being playful. And so I really wanted to focus on that and interview people that play for a living. I've interviewed people like Justin Guarini, who is a little sweet in the Diet Dr. Pepper commercials. He was on American Idol's first season. And 
a Broadway star in like six different plays. The founder of Comedy Central, his interview is coming out next week. Uh, the host of Canadian Cash Cab or Jugglers and Magicians from America's Got Talent. Anybody that has fun playing for a living and have been able to make a career out of really being uh, fun, playful, being doing fulfilling work and things that they love, living their passion and just geeking out on, on what they love is what I love to talk about. And then hopefully encourage and inspire other people to do the same. That if you can hear a story, um, you know, of somebody that's just a, a local magician and they're making six figures and touring and having a blast, just doing what they love and coming up with tricks and being creative or writers and authors, I, I hope that it gives people the inspiration that they can do it as well. They can start their internet radio station or their podcast or uh, it doesn't even have to be creative arts either. It could just be play like sports or running or any type of passion, solving puzzles or, you know, writing all of those things I consider play if they are for fun and they put you into a good flow state where you feel fulfilled and in the moment uh, that you're living your best life. So at your full contact information, how can people connect with you on the web? and social media and also listen to your podcast. Sure. The two podcasts are Playful Humans and How to Succeed. You can go to playfulhumans.com. That one's easy to remember or mikemontague.com to connect with me directly. I highly encourage you to go to Playful Humans though. Take the online quiz uh, to see how playful you are and what playful personality you have. There's 10 results that could come out in that quiz. And there's a, a community of other people too. If this feels like something that's for you, you're feeling burned out, bored, or you just want to be more playful and embrace your uh, creativity and, and energy side of things, go to playfulhumans.com and click on the, the community and join our club there. I would appreciate it. You're on social media. I know you're on LinkedIn, but are you on any of the other platforms? I mostly stick on LinkedIn, but I am on some of the others. If you just go to Mike D Montague, that is my handle on most of the socials. You have any final thoughts before we close it out? I would just like to tell everybody to go do it. Don't hold back. This is, you know, your one chance, your one run <laughs> on this planet here. Go make the most out of it. Go play, go uh, push yourself, challenge yourself. Uh, do what you've always been dreaming about because that's what uh, we're here for. That's what makes it fun. Ladies and gentlemen, playforhuman.com, mikemonicue.com. Mike, I'd like to thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Curtis. Great to be here. And listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, review, and share after listening. Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.